those who hit that play button and chose to listen to my podcast today it's anana my name is siri by now you all know what this podcast is all about to that new listener who is with us welcome in my podcast i speak about the challenges we face as humans methods i personally believe in which could help you all overcome that challenge and be more happy and satisfied with life you can reach out to me on my instagram handle at that call online show let's create a community where we can be real raw and open about our feelings and experiences and find a new perspective in every walk of life now let's get started before we begin with today's episode i have a question to everyone listening to this episode today do you all know reshma valiyappan ha i see your fast nodding heads you would have listened to her very famous tedx talk where she talks about her battle with schizophrenia she said I am an alien sent on this earth to spread madness and love. You might all know her as an educator, an author, a mental health speaker and founder and director of The Red Door, an organization that has been using creativity to redefine mental illness. We've heard this quote that goes about hurt people hurt people. and then we also hear people telling you know hurt changes people right and i've noticed few of my friends who have been really hurt in life because of certain things that had happened in their life which i'm not really aware of because they don't open up anymore they don't want to be vulnerable anymore because they don't want to get hurt and like i understand that whole space but also you know i'm this person who wants to help with bad experiences you know i also learned that you know when someone says they don't want help it just means that they don't want it and i cannot keep giving my helping hand out because they don't want it so is there's just a thin line towards it where where i just feel like maybe they give life another chance of being vulnerable it won't hurt anymore mm. like it used to because some people might hurt you some people will be understanding enough to help you throughout the process so like i really couldn't wrap my mind around people who shut down so much because they are hurt like you know there are people who still exist who really would help out because they simply understand and they don't want anything in return so like how do you see this and um what should you tell to people who are very dimensional in this aspect where you know like i accept them you know for what they want currently in life where you know they also come back and tell me that they cannot uh, go beyond a certain level in relationships because there's no trust because you know they're, they're just putting a bar in front of them and saying you know i just can't go whereas i just feel like they have to maybe lift that bar and see you know how long it takes to get there so it it's all a matter of trust but how do you see this and what would you like to tell people about it well the multiple facets to what you have uh, shared one thing is you know you can take the horse to the horse to the river but you can't force it to drink yeah you know um and uh, let's say the horse is the horse is injured and uh, you know you out of that you also try to um, put water in your palms and you know like put it inside of the horse but the horse still needs to drink you can't do yes. the swallowing for the horse right and i it, it comes to that and then there's the other 
aspects of many of us have also savior complexes all of us right yeah like i'm getting affected by shit so much of plastic how do i save the world <laughs> right so we all have these savior complexes and they they're great because it, it they're great on one hand they're not so great on the other it's the same thing you know like everything has a double edge so too much of anything is bad with the savior complex it's a telling identifying and you know accepting the fact that i am somebody who likes to save which means there is a part of me that is a hero that's the archetype in psychology it, yes it makes me feel great i mean honestly it's like what the dalai lama also says right the person who helps actually is engaging in a very selfish act they feel yeah. a good sense out of helping the other which is true you do you feel good and uh, then comes a third aspect which is uh, you know we can lift people up we can inspire people we can motivate people in all these words we can push them you know we can you know all of that but if we try all of that and they're unable to uh, receive then it's difficult but we will have to take a step back you know when yeah. you have tried everything in the box or you've tried every single thing that you know to your best um and then you reach what is known as a burnout or you can't engage in it anymore that's when self love comes in you know that's when i need to tell myself that no i this is actually becoming damaging for me yeah right and uh, you know just have to walk away and let the person know that look um i'm not going to force you i mean it's also respecting their state of evolution that maybe they are where they are and it's not necessary for them to push the boundaries at that point they're just in a different level or momentum in life and um if you've tried all of it then maybe uh you know it, it needs to stop for a while you know it's like that other saying right if you keep chasing a girl she's just going to keep running from you Yeah. you know it's not a hindi movie right where shahrukh khan is chasing a girl and he eventually marries her you know that's just crap i mean if you keep chasing a girl calling her a million times you know i mean she's going like <laughs> block your number only you know right it's 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 like it's it's really like that so i would just say i mean like i've always said i think what's more important than love is time and space you know and it's and and it's difficult because it's going to hurt now uh, because very often it is the people that we also love and care for that we might want to pass pass down whatever we can for them to you know come up and come out but um that that also comes from understanding this whole process of what you know we are all parenting each other and at the end of the day right parenting is not about just having a child we are all parenting each other and understanding how difficult that process can be like can i just okay i told the person the cycle is there i've taught the person that you know you need to use the brakes or you know or you get hurt but the person doesn't want to listen and has removed the brakes yeah it's going to be difficult for me to watch if something was to happen so am i going to be okay when that person falls or am i going to run and rush to help that person out or am i going to stand back and just hope that person can stand can stand on their own feet so yeah. that's how i i look at it you know uh, so it's it's not a 
it's not a single answer in itself, right? There are multiple facets and that can only happen between your relationship with the other person. How the other person also communicates with you. I mean, communication there can not necessarily have to be verbal, right? There are also non-verbal communications and that is the test of time. Like it was a struggle for me initially, but later I told to myself that, you know, we are all people who are growing. So like I would have reached a certain point of growth, whereas the other person would have been maybe grown more than me or, you know, maybe they're just below me. So we're all in a very different states. And and it's just that, you know, maybe at this point in life of the way we connected, we're just not on the same level. And it's okay to say goodbye to them. And then maybe start fresh, connect later, you know, it's okay. And like, I shouldn't take too much of hard feelings towards losing people because they're not dead. They're just there living, but like, they're not in my life anymore. So I kind of tell yeah. that to myself and I've always seen that, you know, people connect back, you know, people come around. <laughs> so that's, that's also something that, you know, made me a little happy about, you know, I didn't lose them to yeah. death. I just lost them for now. <laughs> so it gives me that sense of relief. I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, nothing bad has happened so far. So I think in that way. Yeah. And um, you mentioned that, you know, you talk to yourself, Right. And um, that's something that I think every one of us do, because sometimes when I'm really frustrated, you know, I do talk to myself, you know, I tell myself that it's going to be okay, Siri, you know, breathe. And like, these are like the smallest of like, where people don't really uh, recognize it. Like, it's just a day to day part of life where we do it anyway. So like, there's nothing so odd about it. And like, sometimes when I'm cooking and then my flatmates are around, <laughs> I do talk to myself and, you know, I'm like, ha, Siri, you know, it's very spicy. And they're like, um, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's also a point where you're connecting to yourself deeply. And I kind of enjoy doing that. It's like, how long should I just talk in my head? You know, let me just talk to myself yeah. out loud. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, so how 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 was your experience with everything and how did you feel? I, you know, honestly, I stopped talking aloud uh, after learning to coexist in the same space as normal people. Um, I, I, I think because I learned to keep my mouth shut. You know, it's, mm. it's, it was difficult. I said that, you know, I better learn to keep my mouth shut, right? And it also was a different time today everybody's is talking about mental health so there is a sort of a buffer in that department but yeah I mean like 10 years ago 15 years ago like, no way no way can you be seen talking to yourself you know yeah. unless you looked older you know or you're an older person there eh? yeah old people are mad only anyway right mm-hmm. um no, I couldn't. I, 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 I think that's what stopped me from talking aloud to myself. Because I then had to learn to talk in my head. And that's how the voices also grew, right? Um, the voices grow because of that. Something has been repressed. Like, I'm, obviously, it has to translate somewhere else. You know, that's, I mean, I don't know why people don't use that logic. It just needs to find a different way. Um, and 
soon enough i mean until today i still talk to plants i talk to animals i mean but today you can talk to animals it's not something odd right yeah. i mean yeah. which is great thanks to social media like you can talk to animals and you know nobody calls you crazy you're like hello you know how's your days like you know this is what happened in mine and everybody's like oh this person likes animals so bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah. but i mean I, i i still see that when i'm probably hugging a tree or you know i am very conscious in where in places where i am uh because i know these are people who are judgmental so yeah. i don't i i just can't step out and hug a tree you know if i'm not in my space like in my own home like i just like go out there and hug the tree in my cousin's is like what is the tree telling you like, you know it's it's i mean that's what i meant like sometimes that's just your space and in other spaces you can't so i do talk to a lot to animals it's, i mean it's also learning to recognize um uh, and educate yourself on certain things like when i talk to trees you know now people don't question that because you know people are into tantra into buddhism and they're like ah isko siddhi kehte hain i said acha <laughs> now you're saying it's siddhi ah huh? <laughs> for free i was doing it all this time you're calling me crazy now it's siddhi apparently <laughs> like you have to go through practice to like you know communicate to plants so it's like okay whatever like you know so like you just said in a um people are in a different evolution some of us experience life probably 10 steps ahead yeah. uh, and it takes time for people to catch up so you know they will catch up when they want to when they don't want to and i just have to find and negotiate my spaces and know where i can completely be myself where i'm having this self talk i mean of course i also live with uh, somebody who actually talks out of her mouth like loud right and i'm like are you talking to me as i like, don't talk to me i'm schizophrenic i already hear voices you know when i sit talking to yourself i'm going to go mad because i wouldn't know like that your voice on that right so it's been like complication over there and i was like yeah okay she's talking to herself like then i'm like i don't want to know <laughs> you know but it's i mean that's of course a humor in it uh but that's how i've dealt with it i mean uh and i i've i've met i think i've met a few people who have also said the same thing the first thing we learned is to keep our mouth shut mm-hmm. Yeah. it's not so nice a feeling but after realizing that uh after realizing that maybe when i'm also saying i need to respect I, i want the respect of my space then maybe it's also about respecting the social the, the, the social space where other people inhabit you know that i yeah. can't uh, just preach it and it's you know a social pace and yes some people are not equipped to understand so you know i will also respect that they're not there so i won't do such a thing you know i'll just like postpone it you know and like run somewhere else that i know where i can get it and go and hug that tree instead right yeah so it's, it's, yeah. it's just learning learning the practicality of i don't know um social space management maybe they should mm-hmm. teach us that also <laughs> you know like yeah where you can go engage in these kind of madness and where you can't <laughs> <laughs> true true yes so i had three therapists 
you know so far until okay. now okay and for me every time hmm. i engage with them you know i go about um three or four months of sessions and then i just feel that you know there's nothing no bigger of a change so like i find someone new so that's something that you know it's like a process for me uh but every time i go to a therapy they would suggest mm. me that i need to be productive i need to you know start doing something mm. for myself and like i go to therapy mm. because i couldn't do any of that <laughs> and um, it just starts there where you know <laughs> people are just telling you how to live you know how to be productive how to you know make the best out of the day where you know for me in my heart i just feel that it's okay you know for a day if i'm just going to cry and sleep in and maybe eat one meal a day it's just me trying to deal mm. with something <laughs> and like i kind of got to the point where when people talk mm. a little mm. bit about being so productive i kind of feel you know maybe that's not how we have to go about life where we also need to analyze that there are other aspects of life you know like um emotions comes to play and also you know relationships comes to play you know mm. where being productive is also a part of it you know where i need to mm. manage everything for the day where you know just me mm. diverting my mind to be productive so i don't have thoughts it's not something that you know i'm used to as a human and i don't know if that is the right way to live but <clears throat> how do you see this and what do you think that you know if you get up one day and you just feel really low you just feel that you know maybe today is just not my day to be to do anything for myself you know maybe i should just sleep in so like do you accept that part of yourself as well or would you try to you know push yourself a little bit and try to um do something for the day like what what would you do to make yourself feel better mm, well i don't think many therapists are going to like what i have to say to be careful because therapist is a money making scheme i mean you keep going back and uh, what results do you really get no another session another session no got to bring your family in no got to go to the group therapy ah huh? it drives me mad more i mean yeah. i am not i know i'm not the only one who's experienced that i mean you're paying a bomb for it yeah i mean i actually asked myself i'm going to pay three th- i mean in between i think you know recently i mean after the pandemic i also like tried looking for therapist and i had to tell my friend who's a therapist who's my you know because she can't give me uh, counseling right yeah i said can you find me somebody who is not going to google me up and think that oh i'm talking to reshma valyaparan you know blah blah, blah and then mm. tell the whole fucking world about it you know what i'm saying like yeah then they're only interested in that part of you and they're not actually listening and then it's like yeah it's 3500 rupees plus gst and if you cancel it's uh, going to be this much i mean dude i like talk to people for free yeah <laughs> yeah you want 3500 bucks from me and uh, you know given given that then we might have to like take recurrent sessions i said like, you just want to rip me off don't you like investment package I mean if you're so good in your therapy then you should finish it now in one go. Yeah, right? Like I mean I've met people who after I have spoken to for like an hour I don't have to meet them for months after that. Mm-hmm. That for me is therapy. Therapy for me is not about you know me calling somebody up every single week you know and blah 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 it's like 3500 bucks I can buy a fucking canvas roll paint and actually make some money out of it. That is called being productive. 
Yeah. So I, it's 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 knowing that, and also I think this whole concept of productive has just been overrated. A lot of things in today's world has become overrated, and as and and is being sold constantly. You got to be productive. You got to be productive. And I think we as Asians need to also question this. There is a complete Asian side to the narrative that has been a miss in mental health for eons together. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the Western world, some of them are very aware about it. Like you know, Dr. Gabor Gabor Mate, for example, who is a Holocaust survivor, who uh, have has a beautiful documentary called "The The Pain of Wisdom," the wisdom of pain, or something like that. Um, and many of them come from mental health backgrounds, you know, and they have actually uh, read and studied a lot of the Indian and Oriental cultures and philosophy. And they are the ones saying that it's part of your culture. Why are you guys not using it, right? But, you, you yeah. know, I mean, I'm going to sound racist, but I can't help it because Indians are actually very far more racist. They put each other down. I mean, the guy is just telling you the same thing that I've been telling you, right? Yeah. But, yeah. and we're doing that. Um, you know, as a race, we are doing that. And I think we are, we are, we are losing out on the um, sacredness of philosophies that actually exist, where being productive is not really, is, is not even part of that philosophy. So in Zen Buddhism, being productive is actually not helpful. It's about being purposeful. You know, it's about, uh, you know, the whole concept of yin over yang, right? It's not yang over yin. It's yin over yang. Yin is feminine and yang is masculine. And, and I mean, anybody can Google that, you know, and there's this guy talking about it, that we are living in a very yang mode all the time. Constantly we have to do, constantly we have to get up, constantly must do this, constantly be productive, constantly, you know, that's the yang yang energy, right? And Mm -hmm. if you don't do it, something happens to you, you know, and the yin energy, the yin is actually the exact opposite. It's about sit and just do absolutely nothing and just be, you know, and, and in a strange way, I mean, uh, whether feminism, feminists are going to like me for this or not, I, I don't care anyway. But uh, we have lost that. You know, we have lost that in this fight of, you know, all kinds of rights, fight of all kinds of things. You know, we tend to overlook, we tend to uh, find a problem with everything because, you know, that is saying this, this is saying that. And we forget the simplicity of what is actually being said that there is the yin in us and the yang in us. And we are so caught up in this. We're constantly trying to prove who we are. You know, we're constantly trying to harness that male energy because, so it's not about gender um, biases here. It is about that energy inside of us, right? And we associate that energy to uh, outside uh, gender, right? Uh, and, And that's how our brains function, but that's not how it is. It is you know, being so caught up with the yang that that competition starts. Oh, this person's done so much. Why am I not being that productive? You know, it, it, and that's, that's basically the self-talk. And what Yin is trying to say is like, just sit. Why do you have to do something? Do nothing. Can you do nothing? Everybody is yeah. saying do something. You know? The question is, can you do nothing? 
And maybe I learned about this because I was a philosophy graduate. Philosophy graduates, A, are all losers and we are all like mad people and we are basically jobless according to, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, but at least I learned one thing, which is, can I just sit and do nothing? You know, and just yeah. stand to space. And psychology students would actually call us like, you guys are mad, you know? I said, yeah. And then you want to use this for test subjects because we finish your problem solving so fast because we do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow like our memory is like beating all the records because we do nothing right so i've i've told people that it's uh when you're actually doing nothing you see how how your brain benefits from it so yeah. neuroscience talks about it right now they're talking about it they're talking about all these different waves in your brain right and why they're talking about monks, why they're talking about meditation, why they're talking about engaging in creative acts, because there is a certain stillness you're able to bring to your mind. And when you bring that stillness to your mind, you see that, whoa, okay, you, you can almost absorb everything. It's, it's effortless. And that's how I look at it. I mean, when I also, I learned martial arts, Oh, as a philosophy also, right? It's not martial arts as we know today to be really cool. As a philosophy, it is about whatever you do, whatever even physical practices we had to do, it has to be slow and it has to be steady. The minute you start going fast, you're going to injure yourself. And I've injured myself left, right and center for trying to be all bravado about myself. You know, let's punch faster because now I got it. Yeah, and that's it. You know, the teacher's like, who the hell told you to do that? I said, one week, you need to do this at that speed. But so that's kind of the training we need to give ourselves. Like, what are we trying to rush forward? And when you do that slow and steady, that's when speed comes. And I think in one word, it's just that you need to be with the flow and life has to be purposefully effortless. Not productive. Yeah. You know? Um, I need the only reason I'm alive is because I keep finding purpose in my life to stay alive what am I alive for I mean you if you ask me like I've tried so many times to kill myself because life was meaningless I mean apart from studying philosophy and going through existentialism all of that that also acted up I was like what is life about then right I mean is it really about the money I'm making the art that I'm going to sell I mean, I'm not taking any of that to my grave. I'm not taking my looks to my grave either. I'm going to be like a goddamn bloody skeleton and I'll be ash. So we need to ask ourselves that question because that is the certainty of who we are. And we cannot escape that certainty. No human being can, ex can escape that certainty, including saints. They have to practice so much in order to keep themselves where they are. So can we ask ourselves different questions? that you know how am i being of purpose today yes i need to make money i completely understand there's a very uh, realistic life to you being productive you need to make money you need to pay your bills yeah yeah of course i completely agree uh, on the other hand if you have the privilege to sit even for five bloody minutes in a day please do it you're not working 24 hours a day none of yeah. us are we were to actually look at it, it is a matter of choice. Everybody has a choice in 24 hours how you're going to spend that time and to make it 
to make it a part of your ritual. For me, it's part of my ritual until it became a habit. I mean, do we really think if you're going to go and shit? We just go and shit. Do we think that, oh, I need to brush? I mean, I actually think, oh, like, oh shit, I forgot to brush my teeth, right? But we don't, we eat, right? Do, do we think yeah. I, I need to eat? We eat, we pee, do we think? No, well, like in and it's out, you know, like, like robots, we're not doing it consciously. So why is it that we can't actually do that with, you know, each day of my life, just can I make somebody else feel good? It doesn't have to be 100 people, you know, just yeah. by talking to one person. Can I just, can that be my purpose today? I mean, and that's good enough. We don't have to go out there and save the whole world. Just, you know, being kind to the person across the street, you know, random acts of kindness just once a day is great enough for our being, you know. Um, and when that happens, you see purpose in what you're doing. You, you don't, when, when I mean purpose, I'm not talking about, you know, you need to do something so great that will benefit humanity sort of purpose, you know. Or you need to create some innovative design and save the planet purpose. Just simple, basic purpose. Can I make somebody else feel good today? You know, today I'm not eating. Okay, I'll save that. I mean, I do that. You know, if I'm not eating, I save that money. And then I go buy something and I give it to somebody else. That's it. It made somebody else. I mean, what am I going to do with so much of food in me? Nothing. Right. So even when it comes to food, like you were talking about food, a lot of people will say that, no, 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 if you're not eating, you're depressed. I mean, back off, man. If I'm not eating, it's because I don't want so much energy in my face to punch you. <laughs> because food will yeah. give me energy. And the first thing I've learned in my practice is if I'm already angry and I'm already in that state, and if I put energy into myself without having dealt with what's happening here, I will have the energy to be aggressive instead. So old school practices teach you something else that is very different. If you're angry, you know, go starve yourself. Because, because then there's no energy for you to go and do it to somebody else. And it will allow you to reflect and actually just, okay, like, you know, because if you tire yourself out, you're going to collapse, collapse. You know, you're not going to die. I'm alive. I'm not, I've not died from any of it. I've known a lot of martial artists who've never died of all of these kind of practices. So if people were, good, were to say these are, you know, preposterous things, then I'm sorry. I mean, they're not preposterous things. They are very valuable if you know how to just, you know, do it right. You know, of course, please don't, you know, do drugs and then decide to, yeah, I'm going to stop myself. Yeah, of course, that's, <laughs> that's preposterous, right? I mean, then you're just getting yourself into trouble. You just, you know, uh, you're not going to be drinking all day and then not eating, right? Drinking will obviously make you hungry anyway. So I think it's okay, you know, to, I'm always telling people, you know, can you just like, I think I'm schizophrenic, but you guys are like really hyper because mm. I can feel your hyperness. You know, like there's so much of things going on here. I'm actually unable to comprehend what is <laughs> happening over there. You know, like, like, why do you, I mean, I'm always asking people around me, in fact, why do you need to, you know, go to a mountain to um, feel at peace with yourself? You have so much money, give it to me, I'll teach you how to make, to be at peace with yourself, but you don't want to do it. Right? I mean, yeah. why do we need to do that? 
maybe some people have their own ways, but can't you just be at peace at where you are? I mean, at the end, if you're all humans, then the world is our, the world is what it is. I mean, the, the mountain's still part of the same world, right? That's an escape, I would say. It's still the same planet. It's still the same human beings. But why is that escape necessary is, I think, a question I struggle with myself. I mean, in terms of why other people do that, right? So you're going to be productive, then you need your escape. I don't see logic in it. I said, can I be purposeful and have my escape while I'm being purposeful? I save a lot of money. I save a lot of resources. I save a lot of time. I don't have to, you know, think about, oh, you know, I need to wait for that holiday to come and then, you know, go and have my escape, right? It's it's like, uh, these are questions I've also like put forward with my parents, you know, uh, I mean, they are very old school and, you know, my mom chants and, you know, does her Buddhism stuff. And I'm always telling her, I said, what are you chanting for? You know, I mean, because I'm a skeptic, although I'm also a practitioner, I'm also a skeptic, right? Like, I think most practitioners end up with skeptics only once upon a time because we don't see a purpose in what you're doing. And I said, Ma, what are you chanting for? Like, you know, she used, to, she used to chant for, you know, my father's anger will calm down. Oh, I chant for your happiness. I was like, really? You just spend five minutes now listening to my pain. You'll be enough, lady. You don't have to chant for it. <laughs> yeah. And my young sister would laugh, okay? I was like, you spend yeah. half an hour chanting. You spend another half an hour going and praying. Just sit with me for 15 minutes. Ask me, what is my problem in life? I will tell you all of it. <laughs> what is the point of chanting for my happiness? Yeah. Be there now for my happiness. Or, or be there now when I'm in pain. I mean, like, that is logic, you know? But see, people will get offended, right? My mother would get offended. Mm. No, don't speak like this about God. I said, have you seen him? No, na. <laughs> All these years you've been praying to that fellow. Has he ever showed up on your doorstep? No, I'm showing up on your doorstep. I'm showing up in your home. Do you mind giving me that kind of time? So yeah. what I'm trying to say is that, see, I have no qualms about religion. I am a practitioner myself. You know, I chant and all of that. But if somebody is showing up on your doorstep and, you know, give them time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the essence of God is uh, he or she is in everybody. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. the essence of all these scriptures and religion is saying compassion is that. You know, kindness is that. And, and that's, that's, see, that's where we are in that complicated net. True. You know, it's not yeah. about targeting somebody's religion or their practice. It's not about that. You know, I come from a background where, like, you know, we are, some are Muslim, Islam, uh, Muslim, they practice uh, Islam, you know, some are Christians. I mean, like a range of people, right? So, I mean, the essence is just, if you can spend so much time on that, why don't you just spend 10 minutes asking? Is it so difficult? It is. It is difficult because they are. They don't know how to process the pain we are going through. And see, I can understand you with parents. It happens. Nobody has taught them. So they don't know how to process if their child is telling them something really preposterous because they feel guilty for not being there for you. Right? And it's, it's also um, enabling them in a way to tell them, look, I, it's okay if you're not there i don't blame you for it but don't waste a half an hour give me 10 minutes at least yeah that god is mm-hmm. that god is not going to put his hand out and give you money i have to still go out and work so these are i mean these are conversations we can have you know and True. to just 
put it in a more rational kind way to whoever it is we are trying to convince you know that you know i have nothing against it but uh, yeah if you are claiming to appreciate or you know have a problem with me bringing god into the picture then instead of spending that time spend it with somebody that wants it that is god yeah yeah and i could also see that you are more inclined towards art from all your instagram posts as far as i've read like i do sketch and paint and i write a lot so with that i could definitely tell that you know it gives me some kind of peace when i do all of that and when i see different colors or you know it just helps me to feel better and how do you see art as what does art mean to you i would be dead if it was not for art that's for certain or i would have killed somebody by now yeah most likely the latter because dying obviously has not happened <laughs> you know my friend says my, my spirit is so so strong that it actually wants to live so i've tried like every possible concoction of dying you know apart from batman's version of flying down a really you know probably some tower which would obviously kill me and uh, that's when i realized i actually don't want to die uh i actually want to live but i'm affected by what's happening so i might actually end up killing people then um and if it's not for art uh, i maybe would have taken you know instead of a paint brush it would have been a knife in my hand right because there is there is that side to many of us right yeah um and art gives you that immediate escape it's free yes. i've not learned art i've not gone I, i don't hold a masters degree or any degree in art for that matter i mean and see art see i i was always sketching and painting as a child i was a vandalist i could even never do art in the regular style you know draw a straight line i'll draw a dragon don't ask me to draw a straight line it's so boring uh and then of course for me it uh, was a life savior because that's what the voices told me to do paint and that's what what was uh, in the documentary right a drop of sunshine that there, there at that point there is no choice when when everything is not working out for me and you know the voice is so strong you can't escape you can't take a drill and drill your brain either you know hoping the voices are going to stop so you just give in and that's that's what i learned to surrender so whether okay. it was surrendering to the voice surrendering to the experience art just said surrender and i think for all of us who engage with the creative act and not I I don't connect to digital art in the same manner but you know the traditional pen paper paint and all of that when we give in to that we are surrendering right and how often we create really ugly paintings to us and we are like shit I cannot share that it's so fucking ugly you know or I didn't do a good job right we have all of this criteria in our brain but we, but that's the beauty that it brings that yeah, yeah I surrender I can create like stuff that is completely beautiful to stuff that i find to be completely repulsive and disgusting to some things that show like oh wow i'm such a great artist to like what the fuck did i just make that's i think what art does it it really teaches you to be a child at the same time right like i know so many artists who have this thing you know they'll be suddenly doing child like things and you're like yeah we all just good you you just got to let go to that you know and then because yeah. that's how you make your mistakes and as adults you know we are too caught up 
oh i do that that day i also need to do it that style that damn like oh shit and that's it i, I can't execute it then i go and engage in some art and craft or you know painting really random random stuff that looks like shit you know tom and jerry on cds and i'm like what did i just paint you know and he doesn't even look nice he, he tom doesn't even look cute and i think that's what art does i can spend like 8 hours creating complete crap just engaging and like beautiful works how great you are you know all of that pressures there on social media and but if you look at our experiences and i see experiences of people with schizophrenia and mental health conditions and i follow their their blogs i mean their instagram profiles more than i follow the other artists because they are a reminder of how i also am that i'm just creating for the sake of creating not for any other reason not because yeah. i want to get that scholarship because i want to get that grant or because i want to have this nice social media makeup you know because i am just creating for the sake of creating i don't give a shit so that's, yeah. that's what it does so with me <clears throat> i have fear of darkness i get anxious in crowded places and mm. i cannot really connect with people when they're not too receiving and also mm. sometimes i'm just really moody you know i'll just have this angry mm. face or i'm just really sad and i don't talk or mm. even greet my flatmates in the hall where so i'm just mm. you know too different and that's that's why i could also relate to you when you say you're you feel like you're alien from another planet where we are all aliens from other planet we are all very completely different from each other but we are still trying mm. to live in the same earth we just trying to coexist and what is really necessary is that acceptance you know that hello okay, okay she is different so it's okay you know i still love her mm. so i think that acceptance is something that we are all looking for and that's the main purpose of today's episode as well so what would you like to tell our listeners who's listening to this episode today ah uh, i think the first thing that strikes me is exactly what i said on my tedx talk that a we are all mad in our own ways live your madness and let the other person live their madness uh, so long as we're not endangering one another that's that's yes. really what it is yeah. yes so i really loved recording this episode with you and i could find really new perspectives from you that would help me along the journey so thank you for doing this show with me on such a short notice and thank you for being here and spreading that light that your bright smile across my show today i really loved it and um yeah thank you so much thank you so much risha all the best for your podcast and uh, to berlin <laughs> thank you thank you yeah take care yeah take care bye all right ciao